I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hi, I'm Shannon and welcome to My Big Idea, an ASOS podcast. Today, we're going to be speaking to Rachel and Joss from Wired PR. Wired is a music agency and they look after everyone from the rapper Little Sims to the new Grime Act Stormzy and loads and loads of others. Here's Rachel and Joss's big idea. Hi guys, welcome to ASOS. Hey. So I'm here with Rachel, do you want to introduce yourself? Hello, I am Rachel Campbell, founder of Wired PR. Amazing, and I'm Joss. Hi, thanks for coming. Thank Um, you for having us. So to start, I just wanted to talk a little bit about, can you guys just explain for people who don't know, like, how does music PR work? What is it? What is it that you do on kind of like a day-to-day basis? Um, Music PR, in a nutshell, I'd say, is getting an artist in the press, be it online um, or physical print, uh, doing sessions with them, kind of creating exciting conversations around artists and their music. I think, in a nutshell, is the best way to describe Music PR. Joss, would you say that? Yeah, I think it's, it's a super creative thing. As Rachel said, you have to come up with ideas that are different from every other PR company out there to make sure that your artist stands out. And you have to work with artists that you really believe in so that you, when you're showing them to people and introducing people to them for the first time, you make sure that they want to hear more and they want to write about them and they want to follow the journey. Yeah. Um, and we're here to talk about Wired, but what were you guys both doing pre-Wired? Because, Rach, you set it up in 2013, right? Yeah, I set up Wired um, just over two years ago uh, now, and I was working for a agency um, that specialised in a range of things, uh, all musical, um, from managing to uh, PR to radio. Um, and it was great. I really enjoyed it. Um, I was there for a couple of years, and I just kind of came to a point where I wanted to branch off and kind of do my own thing and represent only artists that I really truly believe in um, and just perhaps set up an agency that kind of specialised in emerging artists um, but also uh, those that are well known but kind of yeah just only represent artists that I, I really yeah that you're to, really into yeah that I'm yeah. really into I think um, so yeah I was yeah at an agency and then I um, set up Wired um, Joss um, was also at, at, at an agency but I actually knew Joss um, as she's a journalist as well super talented journalist and uh, I liaised with her various, on various kind of campaigns that I was working on yeah. um, and I just sent out a mailer one day saying I'm leaving starting up my own thing and she replied we hadn't actually met at this point and she replied and said you know um, I have you know some, some PR experience you know I'd love to kind of discuss if there's you know scope for yeah, to join yeah. and I said you know let's, let's have that conversation and here we are today so that's, that's how it started. Yeah, Aww. that's how it started. I love those like email relationships becoming real life. Yeah, <laughs> I hadn't seen her face. Yeah, <laughs> until the day of our first meeting. Yeah, first impression. First meeting. Great. I mean, I wouldn't Good. be where I am today without yeah. Joss. So I, I owe her a lot. So yeah, you know, it's great. And I love that we were both there from the very beginning. Yeah, which is really nice. So, um, so yeah, that's kind of how it started two nice. years ago. Yeah, I was I was doing PR at another agency. So I came from PR and journalism. Uh, and I think joined together, Rachel had a lot of experience with like 
very urban artist and she really specialised in like big you know US act experience and stuff like that I came from a lot poppier kind of India yeah. background and we kind of came together and created a fusion yeah because you've got a real mix of, of loads of people uh-huh. now yeah so yeah, what was the nice first mix. thing so once you decided to branch off and you're like okay I'm gonna I want to start my own thing what's the very first thing that you had to do uh, think of a name actually right. yeah <laughs> think of the name and I had I wanted it to kind of be a little bit musical I was thinking of wires and I was actually just uh, sitting in a room with my friends one day and we were just literally looking around at objects and trying to think of words and yeah, describing words that you know could work with music, and I just yeah, I saw loads of wires, and I was like, how about wired? So yeah, kind of came up with that. It's and the we, hardest thing, like it, just it plucking really your is, name yeah. out of nowhere. Yeah, and um, we had there was a few others actually, which probably won't say they're quite <laughs> terrible, but um, we kind of decided on wired. Well, I decided on wired, um, and then yeah, bought my website domains, up emails, and then yeah, got a website built, and that's kind of the first yeah. thing. And then it was clients. Yeah, and then it was clients. <laughs> and were you there from the very from that two kind weeks of in? Wow, so I started amazing. talking to Rachel yeah. about two weeks in. She phoned me up. She had her two initial clients. Yeah, who were, um, who were those first two? Um, a guy called Joel Baker, mm-hmm. who's an amazing um, singer songwriter. Um, and then the other one was Folly. Yeah, Folly Ray, who is a female songstress from London. Yeah, um, and. Yeah, so those were the, those were those two that I initially worked on actually at my previous agency, and you stole they, them. They wanted to come with me. No, they wanted to come with me. <laughs> and then we both so, pitched for our first ever client that we did together, Ellie Ingram. Yeah, was, that was and you, you still do one. her now, don't you? Yeah, well, we still do some bits with her. Yeah. She's kind of writing her album, so um, sure. really looking forward to hearing that. But that was our first yeah. Yeah, campaign together. Tell me about that first pitch. How did that go? What did you have to do? To we prepare were super for that? creative. Yeah, we, we came up. So her EP was called Sober, and we'd mm-hmm. heard it. We even played it. By her, she was with MTA Records at the time, right? Um, and sort of had a brainstorm and thought about the irony of being sober and putting sober on a beer bottle. <laughs> so we gave ten select journalists a beer bottle with her EP logo on the front and the set list on the back, and we gave them a USB bottle opener. That's really. And loved it. And we delivered them. Actually, we hand delivered them on a Friday afternoon. So mm. I think they loved it. A, a bottle of beer on a summer's afternoon on a Friday. We went great. in on the creativity. Yeah, we one. really did. So is that when you were already looking after her? No, or, no, that was no. Oh, that was before you even wrapped. That her. was before. So we pitched all these ideas, um, things that we wanted to do with her. Yeah. Um, and just we yeah just got a really good relationship with her and her manager um, and then luckily we, we won we won the pitch so that was our first campaign together and it was great the bottle idea we boiled down from some quite you know can we do 10 green bottles on the wall yeah <laughs> can we get them you know we just, just have to work things. through it yeah. yeah but no it came out well so does it kind of start with you guys you'll look at the artist and you'll think about the idea and how you want to yeah, like how do, yeah. So we you kind of get together, have ideas, and then what's the next step then? Um, the next step is obviously meet. Well, it's a lot of the time we hear the music. We'll hear. We'll kind of stumble across it, um, and then we'll get in contact with management, um, see if they've got a manager, see if we can set up a meeting, you know, and then talk about ideas which we've got for their, you know, forthcoming album or EP. Yeah. Um, and then just you know, go come away, and then be really creative and have a brainstorm together, like one afternoon for a couple of hours and then put together yeah. an in-depth pitch and send it over, really. And that's kind of the next step. And then whether or not we, we win is is up to them. The yeah. alternative, of course, is that they come, they hear to about us. Wired and yeah. they come to us and they play us the music direct. It always starts with us hearing the music because we have to love the music before yeah. we do anything else, of course. But... Um, I think either way it happens, it's Rachel and I try and be as aware of new people coming up 
as we can. Yeah. And usually we're quite excited to get an email or to make a pitch because it's something you've been wanting to do for ages. Yeah. yeah. It's just really rewarding as well, I think, from your when you're with an artist from the very beginning. Um, you know, because essentially you're building them and, and seeing them get somewhere is just it's such a rewarding, mm. rewarding feeling, isn't and it? And we work with a range. We don't just work with signed artists or, you know, we work with a lot of unsigned artists, a lot of people that are doing big things independently. Mm. That must have been important, especially at the start, when you're still trying yeah. to make a name for yourself. You know, we specialise in emerging and, and we still we still do a lot of emerging acts and it's it's really, as Rachel said, it's so rewarding, especially when some of them yeah. sign or some of them release big projects or win awards or, yeah. you know. How do you find them? How, if you're kind of searching for new music, what's the best way to do that? I'm a SoundCloud. Freak. Yeah, I'm on SoundCloud as yeah. well. We love websites like Indie Shuffle. Um, things that sort of help you discover things channels like Eaton Messy and Majestic Casual are really nice you stumble across remixes and then, yeah. you, then you find the original uh, live we go to a lot of live shows yeah a lot of live shows um, a lot of times artists are, uh, you know the emerging artists are supporting bigger artists um, sometimes even our artists yeah, um, yeah. Festivals. great support acts festivals <laughs> yeah um, but yeah mainly online I think a lot of the time we stumble across and of course radio and um, word of mouth I mean sometimes we've made Rachel's got some good friends with a journalist in New York and he sent us an artist that he'd been developing over there and it was you know it happens in loads of different ways there's no no day is the same no no day is the same no day is the same but I think our ethos is very much only doing artists that we really believe in mm-hmm. um, you know because you don't want it to get to a stage where a journalist receives an email from Rachel or Joss at Wired and they're going to be like oh I know it's going to be rubbish so <laughs> absolutely so that's, we what, that's what we're it. about yeah. yeah and it's got to be believable so how yeah. do you so if somebody really wants to work with you and you're just not into it how do you is it quite difficult turning people down how do you deal with that sort of you're not um, right for us it is, sometimes it is quite difficult but sometimes we're quite honest and we just say you know this you know we really respect you know your yeah. artistry and it's great music but it's probably not something that we'd you know it's really our, our kind of thing and we'd want to work or, for sure and but a lot of the time I mean a lot of the time we, we are just we're just too busy and I think you know there are um, we don't want to get to a stage where we're just taking on too many people and we can't divide our attention equally so I think nine times out of ten really it is because we're just, we're just unfortunately our roster's too busy but also I think we're not at all into the game of competition 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 like because we love music we want music to do well so yeah. if we hear an artist that has potential but isn't quite right for Wired we will recommend you know a, a friend at another agency that might be more suitable it's yeah. not we're not sort of in the game of being like no we must take that yeah. client you know because they must be ours it's more that we love it and we want that artist to do well yeah. as opposed to that we're sort of like well, we better get this person now before somebody else snatches them up but is there right. that competitive element in some ways like if you see an artist you really love will they also sometimes be talking to other PR companies and yeah. you've got to kind of, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. and that's Ellie, when you think, get your, yeah. like, your game face I think on. Ellie was a prime <laughs> example for us because we yeah. knew a couple of agencies that were pitching and we and obviously because Wired was so new then we yeah. were literally a month old we thought you know we, we had hope but we thought, you know, we, we, don't have a, we don't have a chance in hell at winning against these people. But, um, yeah, luckily, luckily we did. But, yeah, it's, um, oh. and a lot of the time it is public knowledge when people are pitching yeah. for artists. And, you know, there's sometimes when the PR agencies close down and we know that their roster is essentially, they're going to be looking yeah. for other people. So, that you know, we are aware that yeah. there are a lot of other and agencies. And it's artist choice. You know, if an artist feels more comfortable with mm-hmm. another agency, then that is their choice. That's not to say they might not come back in the future. Yeah. <laughs> so who are you loving at the moment? Who's really exciting? Who's who's on, on your books? Roster. Yeah. Um, I think we've got a wide Should range. We pick three each because we couldn't possibly go through everybody. <laughs> yeah. Maybe the three most current. To be fair. You go forth on yours. Okay. <laughs> I'm super excited about 
Rally Ritchie. Mm-hmm. He's got a new single called Blood Sports. It's amazing. It was on his old Black and Blue EP, and now it's been re-released. Yeah. So I'm really excited about that. How did that. he come to you, or you come to him? How was he came to us through mm-hmm. Columbia? We were recommended, um, and we met up with his management. We actually knew him. We'd we'd we chatted to him a few times before. We've been early yeah. fans. We went to a really early gig where he spilt Rachel's wine all over her by accident, dancing around the stage. <laughs> oh, so the only he knocked he the say microphone no. straight into her <laughs> glass of wine. But um, yeah, he's super exciting for me. Yeah, I think um, I also really enjoy working with our smaller emerging acts we've got an incredible band called Quartz on the roster at the moment and they're like a five piece from Essex and they're creating music that isn't really going on at the moment it's like really kind of trippy psychedelic yeah Spanishy guitars with the streets over the top the streets kind yeah, of yeah it's interesting it's kind mm. of dramatic, isn't it in a way um, who else am I excited about it's so hard I love all my artists I love them all yeah um is this like making you pick your favourite children (laughs) it's a similar thing but I wouldn't dream of picking I'm picking who's currently in campaign yeah 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 yeah. Uh, you, you do some. We've got an artist called Nick Brewer who has got an amazing track out at the moment, um, and it samples um, Crystal Waters' "Gypsy Woman." Do you remember mm-hmm. that song? It's kind of, it came out in 1991, so a little while ago. But um, yeah, he's got that coming out, and it also features a girl called Bibi Borelli, who is the ghostwriter for Rihanna's "Bitch Better Have My Money." Oh, it's amazing. amazing! It's yeah, such yeah. a good track. Yeah. Um, so I'm really excited about him, and he has yeah he has a loads of really cool singles in the bag. Um, Little Sims, uh, who I've been with now for a couple of years. She was another one of our first ones. Yeah, and um, we've worked with you on Little Sims yeah, as well. Yeah, you have, you have. And she's great, isn't she? Such how did that, a, how, did you, how did you guys kind of get um, with... I pitched to her, I saw a YouTube video actually a couple of years ago and I've kept my eye on her and... Um, she didn't have a manager at the time and then a friend well and, and a guy that I know um, who was also a journalist actually started managing her um, and then I kind of met with him and I, I put a, an in-depth pitch together and they decided they, they wanted to go ahead with me which was great but absolutely love that girl and so so talented um, and she's got her album coming out uh, later this summer um, so yeah keep an eye out for that um, who else have we got going on Stormzy he's another big one of ours um, who yeah I'm sure a few of you may be familiar with um, but yeah he's <laughs> yeah for he, sure it's a really exciting time to be doing grime artists yeah, yeah. I mean 2015 it's the time for grime isn't it yeah. so um, yeah we're really excited about him um, his album's uh, hopefully coming I think probably ne- early next year first quarter second quarter um, but he's got some awesome freestyles coming kind of in the interim um, really excited about him yeah I think we've had a really good summer as well in that a lot of our acts have played at festivals. Yeah. So a couple of weekends ago, we were at Lovebox with Cadenza, who's another one that we're working on at the moment. He's um, Oliver Rodigan, and mm-hmm. he is an amazing producer. His, his single is out now. It's, it's about to come out. It's on the radio now. It's just doing really well. It's like reggae, dancehall vibes, perfect for carnival. Yeah. So that's been really exciting to work on as well and really different. You know, you can probably tell by yeah. what Rachel and I have just described as like six really different artists there. But yeah, no, it's great. It's like a rewarding. playlist and a podcast all in one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what do you find is the kind of difficulties? What's the hardest bit? The hardest bit is when a journalist doesn't see what you see, which does mm. happen. That that's my hardest bit, I think. When I'm I'm trying to get them to see what I see yeah. in an artist, and they're not quite that ready to see it yet. But usually they come around. Yeah, and then I you think, can be smug and yeah, I told you so. I think so. that's my hardest bit. What about you, Rach? Oh, I don't know. That's a good question. Hmm. I don't know what my hardest bit is. I think I know your hardest bit. Moving dates. 
yeah moving dates <laughs> moving dates that is my hardest bit especially when we're yeah album moving dates yeah. so what when the really label will tell moving, you it's changed yeah. and it you've... happens a lot it's unavoidable especially when you do it yeah it's unavoidable but yeah that's my hardest bugbear but I guess then especially if it's moved back then I guess it's not as bad as being moved forward I think it's because you've got longer times yeah and Rachel and I started online where things are a lot more flexible yeah um, and we've just moved into print and, and Rachel's been doing a lot of print pieces which need very strict you know release yeah, dates yeah so yeah that's probably yeah that's a good one actually my hardest bit but yeah <laughs> we're overall positive we have good vibes <laughs> so what is so you, you mentioned now online and print what kind of things because obviously there's like you know an interview and in a magazine what else does um, do you guys so do in season magazine big photo shoots um, obviously we, we like doing a lot of bespoke features so we might come up with you know exclusive kind of ideas for, for magazines surrounding mm. perhaps something that we've got going on with an artist or if they're on tour or if yeah. they've got you know, Photo uh, diaries are fun. Yeah, there's, 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 yeah. we don't want to give away too many of our secret yeah. ideas. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> but on a basic level, I guess we do. We, you know, we span a lot into social media, so sometimes we might do um, Twitter takeovers or Snapchat takeovers yeah. or you know things that go outside the realms of, of publications which we work with and we've built relationships yeah. with and we like working with. Sessions are obviously another thing which Rachel mentioned earlier, yeah. where the act performs live. Um, there's like we said no day is the same and yeah. it, it, we can pick so many different things for so many different artists depending on what their sound is what, if they're really poppy or if they're really cool and niche yeah. they might be more mysterious and they might not do any interviews And I like doing things quite sporadically as well with um, when Stormzy released his single a couple of months ago and he wanted to do a, sh- a kind of a pop-up show but we didn't know where and we, we did one with Noisy in the end and I just said to Noisy can we just come down and perform outside oh, and yeah, can you stream it fixed with that. and uh, the Noisy team were like we, we like the idea but can it, can it work and I was like can we let's do this and then we did it and it was actually it went really <laughs> well I think we had about 20,000 people to kind of tune in and watch it live which oh, is yeah. great so cool. and that was really exciting they said you're going to be the bane of our lives now everyone's got every PR is going to be like <laughs> pop-up show yeah come over yeah, yeah. <laughs> so things like that are really cool as well sporadic and also kind of quirky listening parties and launch yeah. parties and coming up with cool ideas um, and cool concepts that's really fun really exciting so if somebody's kind of thinking about getting into music PR what would your what's the best way of getting experience and what would you say your kind of tips would be to get into internships Joss and I that's both how Joss and I started and, yeah. and you've just taken on an intern as well haven't we you we have yeah we've just taken on a new, a new lady she started a couple of weeks ago um, and she's great she's doing really really well um, so yeah, I think it's internships is like you know I think yeah. Joss and I have both done it. Slept on friends' sofas, earning yeah. literally next to nothing, yeah. and just trying to get experience and just having your ears open wherever you are. Yeah. You know. Um, I think something we both agreed on as well is that it's it's that willingness to do whatever and yeah. want to learn and whenever yeah. yeah and whenever and, and yeah, something that Rachel and I say it? a lot is that and it sounds so cheesy and cliche it's almost not worth saying but it's like it's it's a lifestyle rather than a job at first sure. because you have to be completely on it doing research all the time I think Rachel and I are a bit addicted to music in a weird way because even when we're not working we're kind of like have you heard this have you seen that yeah. you know what I was thinking about doing with Clash or I was thinking about doing <laughs> You know, we can't stop. Yeah. I think it, it's probably very different for every different PR company, every yeah. other PR company, because you're looking for different kinds of people. You know, Rachel and I've had a few interns, and and you know, we're we're a two-person team at the moment, so it's it's finding that perfect person. Yeah. Um, I also think that writing and being able to communicate is like one of the key things that I would tell anybody to work on. Yeah. Because you have to be able to 
grab someone's attention with words, whether you're sitting in front of them or whether you're writing. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, <laughs> to sum up, can you just tell me what your kind of, I guess your ultimate tips are to start your, to, like, to start your own business? Like, what are the kind of really crucial things or like what are the things to be wary of, to be careful? <laughs> We're so different. Ra- like Rach, Rach is the one that's so good with the business side of things because I'm so like airy fairy. I love everybody. I want to do it all. You know, you have to be business minded as yeah. much as your passion. Yeah, yeah. I think. Um, oh, what are the crucial things? Um, take risks. Yeah, take risks massively. I mean, when I started Wired, I didn't. You know, I didn't really have a plan, so to speak. I yeah. think it was just. You know, I didn't know where my my rent was coming from that month, and it's just maybe have a plan. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe that could be number one. Um, but yeah, be very, you know, n- n- kind of stand your ground with regards to negotiating as well. You're yeah. a really good negotiator. Um, Rachel's really good at negotiating. <laughs> I'm terrible. I like. I'm like okay. <laughs> um, I don't know. Number three. What would you say, Josh? I think that we had to be prepared at the beginning to work all hours. Yeah. I think Rachel and I, I mean, now Rachel tries to make me go to bed at 11 every night and she doesn't always succeed, Aww. but like, I, we were up until two, three most nights of the week and then straight up again. And we, we've actually kind of constrained ourselves to working hours a little bit more now because we've realized that you must sleep too. But um, that was definitely needed at the beginning. It was something that we had to do and we'd work from cafes and we'd work wherever we fell and we yeah. just, there's some funny pictures of us at the beginning sitting on the floor in the middle of Brixton just trying to send an email <laughs> <laughs> the phone just because we had to and we've been filming a session there um, and also just meeting loads of people socialising with people and making sure that people knew mm-hmm. that it was us that was yeah. doing that campaign yeah. if someone says God I really love the work that's been done with Nick Brewer or Stormzy or Little Sims you know hoping that people see that as a reflection yeah. of Wired um, staying humble yeah staying humble and focused and just make sure you enjoy it as well I think that's yeah. really key um, but yeah, I think those are our things that, that kind of sum it up. Love awesome. your job. Love your job. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, I think we've got a pretty <laughs> concise understanding of Wired. Thank you guys so much for coming in. Thank you for having us. Thanks, Thank Cheryl. you so much for having us. That was Rachel and Joss's big idea. Be sure to tune in next week for another inspirational story. And remember, subscribe on Acast, iTunes, or your favourite podcast app. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started 